Connor Lestoka here with a special bonus edition of 372 Pages We'll Never Get Back, joined, as always, by Mike Nelson on the other line. Mike, we finished Model Land. We were, we were in the clear. You know, we was like we were making a prison break, and, you know, we, we were over the fence. We were, like, you know, about to enter the woods, and we turned to each other and said, I think we made it, and then the light goes on. The whistles began, the, the shooting bark. started, yeah. dogs, and uh, we knew, yeah, it was, uh, we were back. But yeah, they, they, we had to read the acknowledgments, everyone said, that the acknowledgments were, were just as, as insane as the book was. So we've, we've returned to, to discuss the, I believe it was one, two, three, four, five, six, six pages of acknowledgments? Uh, yeah, again, I was reading uh, electronically, so... Uh... It was uh, not as much to me. I didn't read the actual, as you call it, the doorstop of a book. <laughs> but yeah, it was a uh, people. I don't think we're exaggerating in the in sort of getting a a glimpse into the author's you know personal voice. I guess this was like I don't know. My 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 initial reaction was like I will never criticize someone's like Oscar speech again because those are like a haiku. Um, in their succinctness compared to the the model land acknowledgments, yeah, it was uh, a fantastic archaeological tool <laughs> to see what was, and you know, and he gets a mention, of course, uh, Michael Salort to see who wrote what. Uh, he what gets he gets a brief mention, yes. <laughs> he gets a very that's very curious mention as well, which we'll uh, we'll get to in a moment. But yeah, yeah. It, it did give us clues as to. Uh, you know, what was hers? What was the editor? Also gets a mention. Uh-huh. Uh, well, everyone gets a mention. I mean, <laughs> uh... Right. She was talking but, about, uh, uh, you know, uh, Lou Gehrig at some point in time. She talked about uh, Charlemagne, probably. Yeah, but overall, I, I think that what the tone of this is, is uh, it is the ultimate uh, of the late Harris, Harris Whittle. Am I getting that right? Uh-huh. Uh Mr. Uh, Humblebrag, Humblebrag himself. Yep, Harris Whittles. Harris Whittles, which I uh, <laughs> died too young, but yeah, he had a. I think famously had a Twitter account where he just gathered people's. Oh, gee, I, uh, oh, really? Just little old me? Am I really at the Oscars? This is like that times a million. Yes, yeah, novel length <laughs> Humblebrag. Yeah, it's amazing. It is amazing. Yeah, I mean, so do you want to just dive into it? Yeah, let's do that. She she starts by sort of talking. Well, she she says that Model Land started uh, while she was you know in a in a cab and on the FDR Drive, and she she jotted down the idea for it on a piece of scratch paper and tucked it into my purse. Yeah, like what could that have been? Like what was the you know was it just Harry Potter with models? Is that what she wrote down? The <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. I didn't speculate on on what the scrap was, but. Yeah. Uh... Feet uh, monster that kills a hairy girl? No, I guess we, we learned where the idea for the oh, hairy we girl came later. So it's... <laughs> hairy girl, we get the full story. Uh, yeah, like, was it, you know, it, it reminded me a little bit of uh, David Letterman, I guess, one time was late in his tenure, or later in his tenure. He famously did not like his job. This is just an anecdote. I have no idea whether this was true, but mm-hmm. that he would, during every commercial break, pull out a piece of paper or a pad or something and begin writing. Yeah. And then somehow people saw what he was writing and it was, 
I hate my job. I hate my job. I hate my job. <laughs> and I just wonder if Tyra was doing like modeling sucks. I should write about it. <laughs> the idea for Model Land came right. out of that. Yeah, it was based on. There's a uh, a uh, Get a Life with Chris Elliott sketch where he joins the handsome boy modeling school and just modeling just <laughs> sucks. Was a uh... right. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, she talks about the, then goes on to the sort of like uh, settings of, of where she wrote this. And she starts off by by slamming the Hudson River, which I thought was just uh, inappropriate. She, she says, thank you, Hudson River, even if your water is not as blue as I would like it to be. I, 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 if, you're, if you're nitpicking a, a river's t- uh, hue uh, right off the bat, we're, we're in for some for some unrelatable content here. Was it St. Patrick's Day? I, I don't know. Maybe, right. you know, yes. I dyed it. You're not expecting it to look like, you know, the, the water off of Anguilla. Um, so, <laughs> uh, But before that, she, and this is a legitimate question, and maybe someone listening who is, and maybe Laura, and you can challenge her with it. This sounds like a clumsy sentence to me, and this gives me a clue as to how much editing had to go into it. Uh, it's the one right before that. From a scrap of paper, comma, Model Land went to paper notebooks that I would write story beats in while sitting by the Hudson River. I mean, Model Land went to. <laughs> Model Land went to paper notebooks that I would write story beats in while sitting on the Hudson River. Yeah, by, the I, Hudson River. by that. I mean, I, you wouldn't you wouldn't construct it that way if you were starting from scratch, would you? No, but this is just the sort of thing where it's like we are in the home stretch, and I, my my red pen has is is on its last legs. It's uh, yeah, it's yes. dying. The editor could not be tolerated uh, any more of this. It's like when I'm uh, signing posters, and you're on uh, poster nine hundred, and you, you should have gotten a new sharpie a long time ago. But there's a trick to kind of turn the sharpie around or mm-hmm. alter the angle of it. Uh, that's that's what you're doing with your red pen at this <laughs> <Yeah>. point. <laughs> uh, she also goes on to then talk about other uh, uh, you know cafes and stuff where it sounds like she she sort of like did the thing where you you go in, maybe you order a coffee, and then like the wait waiter keeps coming up to you. Being like anything else, and you're like, "Oh, I'm good," or like another free refill, please. Um, and that's how she 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 claims that she wrote this book, just like your average, you know, hack screenwriter cliche is hanging out in these coffee shops all day. But she was hanging out, not at, you know, Starbucks or Pete's, but at the uh, the NoHo Star, Cafe Falai, Balthazar, Kulina at the Four Seasons, the Cafe at the Guggenheim Museum. So it's really you know you could you could feel the struggle. I think. Relatable, sure. Yeah. Yeah. And at every place going like, oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm just writing my novel. And then I have to jet off to my multi-million dollar company. And then I've got some modeling to do. And uh, <laughs> uh, but I did some, uh, I did a little spade work, though, a little gumshoe stuff on these uh, the places you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Uh, would you like to check in on them, see how they're doing, see what, yeah, <laughs> see what the fame that she bestowed upon them got them? Oh, boy. Yeah, it sounds, yeah, definitely. Okay, let's check in on them. The NoHo Star. Okay. How, how's it doing? Closed permanently. <laughs> I don't know if we... I don't know who to blame. I don't know if there's any... Sure, Tyra, global there, pandemic. It could be... There might way. have been other events. I don't know. Uh, delicatessen. Okay. It's closed. Like... <laughs> uh, what was uh, it? Uh, it was uh, a famous delicatessen. It took a lot of work to find delicatessen yes, right. in New yeah. York. Uh, sorry, I skipped a few. Cafe Filet. Yeah. Filet. Um, she says Chow Bellows in a, in parentheses there. 
Uh, oh, I skipped. I must have skipped. Uh, Balthazar. Uh, Balthazar is still open. Okay. Uh, $17 Bloody Marys. Uh, New York strip steak, fifty bucks. All right. So the guy from Harlem would be uh, would be impressed. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kulina at the Four Seasons. <laughs> uh, that is not. There's not one in New York. At, okay. At, right now that I that I can find, there is one at the Four Seasons in L.A. But she can't have been talking about that. I assume. Uh, no, I she must... didn't fly out to L.A. and then sit at the Coolina Four Seasons. Oh, L.A. River! If only your water was more existent <laughs> than I hoped it would be. Uh, then uh, there's one called. She hung out a lot at Iris Cafe. Yep, uh, Iris Cafe. There, that took some some work too. There is a Greek restaurant in New York. Seems like a good candidate. Uh, average price is there. Still open. Okay. So the well, av- yeah. And, and you have to imagine that the Guggenheim's Cafe is probably still up and running, too. Well, well, we'll get to that. A. Selena <laughs> at Gonesvort Park. Forgive uh, me, New Yorkers. I don't know how to pronounce that. Uh, that's closed. <laughs> the Cafe at Guggenheim, closed. What? Gets no mention on the website. Last review of it is from 2018. Holy crap. She's got the touch of death. Pretty much uh, 40% open. And Dawes Fifth Avenue? Yeah. Still open. Okay. Well, if we want to go there, we can get a charcuterie board for $47. God. So, yeah, this is, this is not the... Uh, there, there were not many other struggling novelists pounding away at these... Uh... No. The uh, Crosby Street Hotel Restaurant? Yeah, that still, gets a special thanks. Still open. <laughs> if we'd like to go there, we could get a hamburger for $27. God. Well, I hope write, the bathrooms and write are, our novels. I hope the bathrooms are nice because she mentioned she would stay there all day, only getting up for bio breaks. Yeah, is, is that what is that? A, I've never heard that before. It's not a it's not a term that that, that most humans use for for going to the bathroom. <laughs> but like, um, wow. Well, that's you know that's a great insight. I'm glad you took the time to uh, do some menu research and stuff to really drive home how how uh, insane it is to be working on a terrible book there. I can only imagine how the, I mean, I suppose the tips were enough that, that people put up with it. It has to be. Yeah. Or I mean, but what are you, what are you going to say? I mean, it's not like they were, you know, she wasn't wearing a, uh, you know, fake, fake nose and mustache to, to try to blend in somewhere. If she was, you know, working on a laptop, I'm sure that would be quite ostentatious. You're probably usually like taking a meeting with someone if you're going to one of these places. Right. But can you imagine the, uh, she, she claims she wrote it. On paper and then laptop, because she talks about, like, snaking cords and stuff, which we'll, we'll, we'll get to that insufferable moment as well. <laughs> but uh, she had to be doing the, the, like you say, the ostentatious, like, oh, this? Oh, this is just my, yeah, this is just my uh, iPad and I'm writing, uh, what's the uh, the script template, that final draft? Oh, that, yeah, have that know, open. Everybody, you make sure that you have final draft open. So. <laughs> but it, it, had, it, it had to have been, you know... Typing, you know, like the flashback females looked at everyone and then like eyes flit around the restaurant, pulls out her phone, hopes someone will call, you know, calls her, you know, calls her manager or whatever and asks if she can get sent to Milan that weekend or something. All right. Hard day of writing. Yeah. Oh, well, oof, I better get another $27 hamburger. That was tough work. <laughs> but then it, she goes on to say, like, uh, you know, my other life being the chairwoman and CEO of the Tyra Banks company did not stop. And the pressure I was under was intense. At times, 
I had to get away so I could focus on Model Land. And it was just, <laughs> you're trying to imagine anyone who's like running an actual, I mean, the Tiger Banks company, I'm sure there's a clothing line. There's a production company for TV shows. There's, you know, who knows what else, but like, you know, the people working there being like, hey, is the CEO going to be on the meeting today? No, she, she's, uh, <laughs> she's working on that book again. I think we're all going to lose our jobs. Right. And, and, you know, if she was there only taking bio breaks, so, uh, you know, somebody calls her like, you know, we really need to take a meeting with this Milan house, you know, today. And yeah. like, well, I met a four top at the Crosby Street Hotel. So <laughs> come on over yeah. and uh, I'll cut you half my hamburger and uh, we can hash this out. Yeah. The, the, the factory that makes our your, your line of scarves in Bangladesh uh, caught on fire. Like, please, I am writing the scene where they eat slop out of troughs. <laughs> The, the sharpened toenail scene is a hinge point. Please don't interrupt me again. Uh, well, after that insufferable little uh, don't don't you uh, don't you feel sorry for me thing because I had to write this. Mm-hmm. Uh, she gets into the whole uh, thank you India crap. Uh, <laughs> those those of a certain age will understand that one, uh, where she just starts thanking places. Mm-hmm. And the first one, I'll just read it. I, just imagine being so unself-aware that you would type this paragraph. Please. Lake Como, thank you for providing me with a beautiful landscape in which to create and for inspiring the creation of Abigail Good. <laughs> the hairy girl. As I gazed over your water, she popped into my mind. Okay, she understands that the reader will have questions here. And so <laughs> yes. she says, hair? Water? Not sure what the connection is, but thanks anyway. <laughs> and then closes off with this. Uh, it didn't hurt that George Clooney lived a few doors down. Whew. Did it help? Did it <laughs> have any impact whatsoever? <laughs> it's, a, uh, it, 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 it's hard to write an acknowledgement section, which is essentially nothing but thanking people and somehow managed to name drop in the section that is nothing but thanking people, you know, who helped you do something. It is, it is astonishing. (laughs) You think George Uh, Clooney was like wandering outside, sort of just like, you know, stubbly, like, you know, like, you know, shaking off a hangover or something. And Tyra Banks is waving at him like, Hey, I'm writing a novel. And he's like, what is happening? I'm like, you know, (laughs) when did she move here? Once he got wind of it, he started his famous pranks. He would unplug her laptop, you know, so she couldn't. Yeah, he would. He'd, he'd, he'd ask the. Uh, he'd ask the uh, as as Asalina at Gansevoort Park Avenue to raise the price of their burger to forty nine dollars to really see how she'd react to that. <laughs> got you. <laughs> uh, and by the way, we didn't. I, I forgot to mention it at the time. Someone, a wise uh, waiter that I worked with years ago, when I had. Uh, some some elderly women would perch at my tables and uh, and just request more coffee, and so you'd cut them off, hoping they would leave, and get annoyed. And uh, this waiter's tip was, no, 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 keep pouring the coffee just endlessly, and then they will have to get up and go to the bathroom so much that it will remind them that they should be getting up and leaving. Otherwise, they will dig in their toes and just like. I will get that next cup of coffee for as God is my witness. So you just like kill them with coffee, but then they're going to the bathroom so much. They're out of there and it works. Going to the bathroom. Is that like a bio break? I don't understand. Yeah. Bio break. Sorry. I should have used that. 
Yeah, I don't know. Like we we at some point in time uh, went to a. Uh, a, a sports bar called Damon's when we were in high school that was famous for having just you know enormous like movie theater screens at the at the at the you know every every table faced them. We would go there for the NCAA tournament and be like, "All right, first game tips off at ten forty five a.m. We will be here all day." And I I, I don't think they could <laughs> literally kick you out, but we were in high school. We were just getting you know sodas refilled. And, oh you know, my god! <laughs> <laughs> waiter, waiter comes in being like, "This is gonna you know this is gonna you know make my you know paycheck for the month on this day." And then it's like. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you were taking prime real estate. I don't know. I mean, you know, no one explained that to me as a sixteen-year-old. Oh boy! Um, but yeah, so she goes on to talk about uh, the the resort in Morocco she went to um, with the. Uh, it, it does. It just you know it describes that someone kept pouring her tea at three in the morning. So <laughs> uh, it could have been them trying to get rid of her. She talks about uh, going. This is that's where they. I think we mentioned it as a dumb sentence that she she read Model Land for half an hour to a bunch of children who didn't speak English somewhere. <laughs> right, <laughs> and she couldn't believe they let her. Right, uh, it's like what the kids are looking over their shoulders like what in god's name is happening right are are we allowed to leave no she's gonna write us a check if you sit here for three more minutes like (laughs) and that's such a talk about it the uh the the cliche but the uh coming back from from a a retreat or like a mission or a, a village you visited surrounded by um you know children of a different ethnicity is as becoming like your profile image or something like that yeah. is, is one that was buried, you know, at probably around when she was writing this. So, right. It'll make yourself look like a software commercial, you know, right. You it's gathered together. All people. <laughs> it's the female version of, uh, you know, the guy holding the fish as his profile picture. Yes. Uh, so she gets to, uh, to go thank Greece and uh, we get one of the oddest constructions I've ever seen. I don't know. <laughs> Greece, period. I polished my baby on your soil, <laughs> period. Hearing it out loud is even better. I, I, I underlined that one, too. I had to finally let her go while I was in your clutches. Hitting the send button while staring at Crete waves was not easy. Oh, but all chi- Oh, yes. <laughs> Ultimate humble brag. But all children must be launched into the world. It was time. So that's a lot of bad sentences in a row. Man, I polished my baby. Something, you know, I think everyone can, you know, has, has, we were all babies once. So we all have, probably have stories about the time our parents were polishing us. <laughs> well, I like to think that my parents launched me into the world as well. I'm just I only did. realizing that. Uh, so when did Model A come out? 2011. We uh we went to Crete on our honeymoon in 2010, so there was a chance that we were staring wow. at the same waves while she was wow. polishing this baby. Wow! wow. Yes. <laughs> were you eating a 28 dollar hamburger? Uh, no, I don't think so. We we you know our our resort was not probably not a place Tyra would sit. It had a chair that uh, injured Lauren's uh, eye actually, so Tyra probably would have <laughs> would have bought and sold them out and ruined them if that had happened. I vaguely remember that. Was it a folding accident? It was pretty happened? much a sideshow Bob rake. She was on a, a one of those like lounge chairs, but it a lot of them it had one piece of fabric, and she like turned around in it, put her hand on the fulcrum of it, and it just like smacked up and hit her like right. You know, she had a black eye for like the whole time we were there. Oh my god! Yeah, it was grim. She had to go to like a you know go get stitches in it like in uh, this weird beach town. Wow. Yeah, but you know that's. Neither here Thank nor there. Thank you, Greece. Yeah, exactly. It was uh, 
it was it was hard to hard to deal with that while staring at the Crete waves. Yeah, polishing babies, bloodying <laughs> eyes. What but can't it, you do, Greece? But it was a delicious place, uh, as she describes all these places as. <laughs> Darling, it was delicious. <laughs> but then she goes on to talk about how she's grateful. The place she's most grateful for. This is amazing. This is like uh, um, when you're when you're telling a kid, you're like, you have a you have a ticket to any adventure you want. Your library card. She said that yes. the, the place she's most grateful for is the one that existed some form around the globe, a place we all have access to, the library. <laughs> oh, boy. And uh, But then she goes on. She somehow manages to whiz, you know, that down her leg. She talks about the—it's not like she was going to, uh, you know, the, um, uh, the, like the library that was in Pacific Beach that I went to where you'd have, you know, people, like, waiting outside for it to open so they could use the bathroom. She was— uh, she was going to the New York Library for the Performing Arts at Lincoln Center yes. and, and the Beverly Hills Library. So just real <laughs> libraries of the people, you know, where, where where people go to, like, you know, get their weekly Internet access and stuff. <laughs> she wasn't going to the libraries where the homeless guys are using the computers for untoward purposes. Right. No. <laughs> um, yeah, they probably libraries where they probably actually charge you to uh, to check out the materials. And then she has this weird, I, I guess this is at one of the libraries here. Um, oh, she's eating. There's some library where they're making fudge right in the building. <laughs> and she said, the, that Belladonna songwriting worked up my appetite and the fudge factory is right in your building. The uh, Belladonna songwriting <laughs> worked up an appetite? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I assume that that was all, you know, your, your first instinct when it comes to rhyming and, and song construction. But I guess she was sitting there powering down maple nut fudge to try to come up with those lyrics. We should look back at it. I didn't do it. We should look back and see if there's like, oh, to the Belladonna, we really like your fudge. <laughs> I hope when I write a book, the pages do not smudge. Yeah, yeah. We go back and look at it and there's like just, you know, one of the lyrics is just, boom. Oh, Oh, there's a tasty. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> sugar actually crunches in your teeth. Mm -hmm. She wrote, I'm licking my fingers in here. It all <laughs> makes sense. Yeah, but that's the sort of thing that, like, if you get, like, you know, the, you know, if you ever read, like, an anonymous tip in a newspaper, it's like, we've heard that this person has been, you know, hanging out at this place where library. And so you're like, which libraries have fudge factories? We got to track down to see who this, where this could have taken place. But uh, I guess that's the Beverly Hills Library. Yes. Blind item. Which flat-footed supermodel might be pounding down fudge? <laughs> yeah, that would have been a great one to see. Uh, but she, she then starts thanking some specific people. Yeah. Um, uh, the uh, So restaurants, countries, and beaches. Libraries, and yeah. Libraries, and now people. Finally, yeah. people. Yeah, so the uh, the uh, Harvard Business School and her marketing professor, Ro Rohit Deshpande, for sh schooling me on Hindi and Indian culture. I was trying to remember where that came up, other than the there was that, that girl whose family was killed in a, in a Bollywood production. Uh, yes, I assumed that that's what that was. So the, yeah. she just she, she, she went into her uh, Harvard professor's office hours and asked him to explain, you know, what Bollywood is. Maybe you know if 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 I wanted to kill an Indian family, how, how would I? <laughs> right. I'm sorry. Right. I no. Please. I I am very busy. I this is like. How did you get in here? Are you? I mean, but she <laughs> says she says my marketing professor. Please, you're you're getting fudge all over my desk. <laughs> <laughs> um. Who else? Who else did she? Uh, 
Uh, the next person that I have is Michael Solort. Here's what she says about him. He's much the only person in these acknowledgments, of course, that was that ever mentioned of. by name. Right. Um, on the po- on our podcast. On our podcast. We didn't we may have mentioned George Clooney, but not as her neighbor while she was writing in no. uh there in Lake Como. We were just uh, talking about Solort. Our, our dream prom dates when we mentioned him. Yes, right. Michael Salort, can you believe it's a real book now? And there's no way in the world I could have done Man Attack without you. <laughs> For that and so much more. Oh, there's a little and the rest. I am forever grateful. Yeah. So according to him, he was co-architect of this book at the very least. Yes. Yeah. I mean, he said ghostwriter. He said he took a, an outline and essentially... Uh... <laughs> and so that, then he pretty much gets credited man attack was obviously one of the worst sections of the book where it's just like the guy making weeks we said like s- sexual crypt keeper puns yes where he's yes. like you know look at chaste you know she'll she'll put you on the rack and i don't mean the torture rack like that kind of that like that level of thing was uh i you know there's snacks are going around the only thing i'd like is a nice hot dog in my bun you know stuff like <laughs> yeah so that might have literally been one so if salort cracks this open and it's like uh, he's he's like you know expects to be leading this and he's like okay well no she's she's thanking the hudson river but uh, i'm sure it's coming around here like okay no polishing babies in greece hmm. okay harvard business school when did she go there <laughs> what yeah. but then again i hope it's like, uh, you know, maybe, maybe he made the whole thing up. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. But that's why I want to know when this came out. Did anyone uh, do a little Twitter trolling with, uh, you know, uh, directly uh, address the two of them? Uh-huh. Hey, Michael, did you write it or did you just write the man attack thing and, <laughs> and then copy Tyra on it? See if you could get something going. Right. Yeah. Or, or just you know po- posting posting things that like you know insinuating like wow someone got really uh, got really undersold in the acknowledgments and he just likes it without saying anything. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the talk about the plot thickens. I think if we, I don't know, if we were you know doing a investigative thing, we'd have to get him on the horn and, and grill him about this. But I imagine that that any sort of ghostwriting comes with a decent um, is it NDA NDA yeah. yeah. I'm um, sure he cannot break that. I'm surprised he was able to even say uh, I, that he w- had a part in it at all. But it was so on that, that weird been... website. It was on some weird, you know, like thing that you'd never come across. It was like a, you know, he had entered a contest or something. Right, right. But I mean, they're really strict. I think I've said it before on this podcast that I've known at least two, possibly three people who wrote famous books for famous people and their NDAs are like, no, I cannot tell yeah. you a single word. I'm like, can you give me any hint about who right. the person might be? They're like, I cannot. Obviously, can't do that. Find a library with a fudge factory. That's all I can say. <laughs> uh, another person she that I did a little research on, she's thanked Janice Y.K. Lee, mm-hmm. who wrote a book called The Piano Teacher. Yes. Um semi well received not they don't, they don't look like they're burning up the world or anything okay but since since then she's written two more books including a short story titled simply bush oh boy i'm not sure what it's about <laughs> but it got uh like one and a half stars oh. which is 
stunning for Amazon, like stunning. So yeah, that's, no, I mean, that's as far as I went with it. Armada, I think, clocks in at three. Um, yeah, know, every other book that we've read that's you know ironically bad has more than that. Amazing. Yeah. Well, maybe right. we should cue that up next. I like <laughs> oh, this no. person that she thanked because it really comes off as more of a threat. Tama Smith, your business advice is my saving grace. Look for your name in Model Land 2. <laughs> Bone chilling. <laughs> yes. No, please, no. Uh, I, she also then, uh, and, I mean, so after Janice Y.K. Lee, she talks about, um, she thanks Stephen King personally. Um, and right. it's, it does seem like she, she acknowledges it's a name drop. She says I, people are going to assume we're friends now. But she she thanks him for his 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 instructional book slash memoir on writing which like if anyone knows anything about that he says like don't use adverbs that's like a little rant he does in there i read yes. it 10 years ago and then she, so i was like oh well that's hilarious that she because she failed she uses suddenly um you know alone probably 80 times and then she says i may have failed when it comes to your advice that you should not use too many adverbs and adjectives and then she just uh, jokes about that afterwards like but Model Land is so splendiferously, kaleidoscopically out of the world colorful, I couldn't help myself. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I thought it was stunning because I think that's the the one thing you've brought up about that book is that, <laughs> you know, don't do that. Right. And uh, I've, yeah, there are other writers, especially like column writers say, just don't use any, you know, just get your ideas across short, quick, don't do that. But Doing that and then making a joke about it. Well, at first writing a thousand page book crammed with them does not. <laughs> and then making a, a toss off joke about it. I, I don't think that absolves you of like, you don't get to thank me, you know. Yeah, for, it would be a, like, after you've broken my cardinal rule. Yeah, it'd be like, you know, the uh, if in his book, like, um, you know, Howard Stern thanked you know, the, the Tao Te Ching or something for all the wisdom it's imparted to him. And it's like, well, well I don't really see this reflected as you're asking, uh, you know, asking Sarah Michelle Geller what size bra she wears, sir. Like, right. Yes. <laughs> um, oh, and then she, she does the, she makes the, as if it weren't explicit, we already knew, but the, what is it? Mary Kay, Mary Jane. I can never remember. Oh, Mary you, Sue. Right. Mary Sue, sorry. Uh, thank you for letting this big foreheaded, flat footed, skinny calved. Was that part of it? Um, I mean, who knows? As she was ha- describing herself, like, I don't know. Cellulite dimpled butt girl be part of your world. Mm-hmm. All right. This that's, this is the one part I kind of liked because I thought that you know I was like eh, it would be it would be cool if more book acknowledgments mentioned the author's ass. You <laughs> that know, is true. If that was coming up in like James Mishner books and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Clancy, he never gave a description of his own ass. Right. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, that just you know, I, I think that we speculated early on, or maybe Bridget pointed it out or something that that she thought it was a stand-in there, and so I went and, and looked her up, Tyra. I was like, you know, Tyra Banks High School, and there's pictures of her there where she, you know, she looks um, different in some of them, but oh, there was one thing that was like, you know, in the yearbook where it's like it was like Tyra's going to be the future, like you know, model of you know, best model in the world or something like that. So. Even though she was sort of awkward looking, I guess she had those those plans, and people were people were down with them. Hmm, yeah, but no, well, you couldn't see a shot of her calves. So <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. right. hmm. 
Um, so yeah, she also makes it explicit here. We knew this was true. Uh, to my editor Wendy Logia, I don't Wendy have no relation. Logia. Yes, <laughs> I'll eat it now. Uh, thank you for taking my first thousand-page manuscript. I know, insane, and making it this. So, <sighs> so that page or that book, it exists somewhere, right? Uh, and I just want to say, I'd give one of the jackals uh, fifty <laughs> cents per page for reading it. Oh, I thought you were going to say for hacking into the, you know, the Simon and Schuster server and discovering it. Random house, well, I guess. Well, if they do the whole the whole schmear, I'll do a dollar per page. Okay. If you ha- hack it, read it, and report to us. Right, because it's going to end up being like, you know, there there it could be like the the stand expurgated edition to like go back, and there could just be stuff like a paragraph here. It's not necessarily like whole subplots that got killed out, cut out. So you probably have to start at the beginning and read through and see what was different. Right. Point is, if we if we ever unearthed it, I would not read it, <laughs> but I would pay. I'd pay a reader. Yeah, to to to, to hop on um, and uh, and uh, give us the rundown like Jeffrey did with the uh, the rest of the uh, cozy verse. Yes. Yep. I do that. I pay money. Uh, well, after after she thanks the editor, who says like she says, "How the heck do you know how to do that and not sacrifice the story?" So again, mm-hmm. like there's there's. <laughs> the source, the story wasn't sacrificed here it really it really seemed like there was a um just bits and pieces uh of sort of doled out and then all came to a head at the end i i wonder when that person saw it whether they just said like how did i do it right <laughs> by by hacking it to pieces with a, <laughs> I mean, yeah blindfolded uh, darts yeah well, also as we noted it was just like go into this building get tortured there for a while Mm -hmm. she just had to like circle five of those and then another five and then you know as as they went to each station to be tortured just like yeah we don't need to see them tortured here you tortured them there right Uh, we can take out this torture the one where you go to hell and actually torment each other in hell we'll take that out the part where where bandits break into the uh de la crumb house while everyone else is away and they they tie his father up and, and set him on fire trying to find out where he safe where he keeps the money is like that we don't need that in there it doesn't <laughs> we'll just never mention him again that'll be much less jarring right um uh, uh, one of the persons she thanked was a fella named howard tolman mm-hmm. and it was enigmatic enough that i wanted to look up because who he was because he had something called like flashpoint or something and yeah, like what in the world is flashpoint he's full of passion for flashpoint yeah so uh, I found his, I assume it's his autobiography because it's on his page. <laughs> Does he claim he's just, the ghostwriter of Model Land as well? Well, let me just give you an idea of the, the kind of influence he had over her. As I read the first sentence, just the first sentence of Howard Tolman's autobiography. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. Hang on, I better, I'm going to get a sip of water before I <laughs> read the first <laughs> should, sentence. Should I take the, one as you're reading it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, Okay, take a long sip of water. Here we go. As the founding executive director of the Ed Kaplan Family Institute for Innovation and Tech Entrepreneurship 
at the Illinois Institute of Technology and the first university professor now retired and the current general managing partner for the Chicago High Tech Investment Partners, LLC, and for G2T3V, LLC, two early stage (laughs) venture funds, as well as an active board member for a number of tech startups, Howard Tolman is a highly sought after educator, author, venture investor, technology advisor, and business leader. Wow. (sighs) Wow. Yeah, really. Well done, sir. So you can see where she gets her succinctness. Maybe get Wendy Logie in there to edit down your bio, man. Good lord, that sounds like some uh, that sounds like some some jargony synergy circling back, uh, drilling talk down to me. Yeah, sure does. He's providing yeah. solutions. Uh, oh, absolutely. Uh, but also enterprise it's got, systems. It's got all the things. It's like poorly written, hard to understand, uh, braggy as as all get out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and yeah, just, uh, so was he telling her like this sentence should, should be way longer. Have, <laughs> Does he not mention more Flashpoint though? Uh, that might be the next, he's just getting warmed up is right. what yeah, I was, yeah. sure, that yeah. was just. That's in sentence three, which is 700 words from there. So you didn't get there. I understand. <laughs> uh, there's also a little bit of uh, Dwight David Thrash in there with oh, yeah. lots of yeah. jargony. Tech Investment Partners LLC, and for this is literally the name G two T three V LLC. That sounds like a, early stage a Mac venture. address. <laughs> yes, it was one of those ads they put out so that you can't possibly answer it. They give you an email address so complex that you can. Wow. We put an ad out, nobody applied. Oh. Um, well, yeah, that's that sounds like the type of uh, of guru that could get in. You know, he's he's grim a worm tonguing someone with their uh, um, you know business acumen or something like that um, to just you know sort of skimming off the top. That, that it has that sort of vibe to it. I, I assume there was a lot of like um, press your palms together and put your fingers to your lips kind of moments with Tyra. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, listen, Tyra, as a highly sought-after educator, author, venture investor, technology advisor, and business leader, I think you should make Abigail even hairier. Mm, no. Yeah, that's great. That fudge? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, she, she goes on to then, I mean, when she, when, do you have any more specific call-out she wants to talk about? Just the sudden flurry of uh, Walt Disney coming up. Yeah, here. right. Uh, but before that, <laughs> she, before that, she issues another threat because she thanks you know, us. And everybody else that listened along with us had read, she says, to you, the person reading this book, my first novel, <laughs> what can I say to express my deepest gratitude? And that's just, you know, that's just one of those chilling moments where, like, <laughs> there is another one type of thing. Like, yes. oh, dear, like, it's, it's out there somewhere. Who knows? Who knows at what uh, at the uh, what three-starred Michelin restaurant she's currently taking up a table at, you know, p- pounding the keys away. Oh, dear reader. You will be eating my ice cream at a three-year-old's birthday party. <laughs> you don't know it yet. Right. Someone out there will. will be doing this. Like, Oh, man. Yes. The ice cream was good. That's, uh, there was no um, fake, you know, it didn't have fake sugar or anything in it. I thought it was going to be like loaded up with like stevia, like that other ice cream that's Halo Top, you know, type of thing. It was, it was mm. full, full milk fat, real sugar. Uh, like caramel in it, like it was. Uh, it, it's not messing around. I bet it's expensive, but um, you you wouldn't you wouldn't go go wrong if you if you picked it out if it was on sale. Well, unless you're trying to make a 
fake or low-cal ice cream, it's sort of hard to imagine screwing it up. True. That's true, too. Uh, Three ingredients. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, she she moves on to, uh, to 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 discussing her hero, Walt Disney. Walt Disney, yes, that's uh, <laughs> she. T- her 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 brother, I guess, is she, her brother and Walt are her heroes, which uh, unexpected, I would say. That was not something I was I was going to hear. Walt Disney, known for uh, bringing kids into a <laughs> a magical world where he tortures them. Hacks their lips open, <laughs> right? Pulls their teeth out with magnets. Yeah. The most sanitized environment on Earth, um, you know, to its to its credit, and you know, I guess to its to its detractors, its detriment. But the idea of uh, it's like, what did you? What was your takeaway here? Was it was it the the scene in Pinocchio where they take all the boys to that? Uh, Pleasure Island, a tournament of donkeys, like <laughs> uh, that, that, that could be. I guess it might be. Uh, but yeah, then another call out, uh, our mutual love of all things Walt Disney has shown us that all dreams are possible. Thanks for exposing even more of Mr. Disney's life to me. You and Walt are my heroes. So really laying it on thick, yeah. Yeah, what, but what aspects? Like, didn't, doesn't Walt Disney have some weird, like, things in his in his background? Wasn't he, I mean, you know, wasn't he cozying up to people in World War II or something like that? Yeah, I don't know how much. I've never read the bios of him. I, I have people that I respect say that all of that is overblown, that oh, he really? was not. Okay. Yeah, that there's even people who hated him. You know, it's like a Richard III thing. thing. Some A lot of people hated him, and so they spread rumors about him. So <laughs> I honestly don't know. I don't know. Well, but I don't want to slander. Maybe she got into the uh, rumor they keep his head frozen and, and got to have a little one-on-one time. Um, she pulled the that must be head. That must be as, as troubling because I assume that's one hundred percent false. That must be <laughs> that must be as troubling as the Richard Gere rumor. Right? Just yeah. like, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, if anything, like, what was the what is that technology going to look like whenever he died in you know nineteen sixty something? Like, right. Just got Speaking a guy... of ice cream, you're scraping the uh, crystals off the yeah, top. Yeah. Really? It. Yeah. Oh man, it got more freezer burn. But I don't know. Like, they, they, early Disney movies, there's disturbing stuff happening in a lot of them. You know, it's a cliche to talk about how often parents die. So I guess that could have been one of her yeah, takeaways, that's too. True. That's true. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, she, she talks about how her dad would take her to Disneyland multiple times a year when she was young and how experiencing that magical place allowed me to dream up Model Land, <laughs> which is, uh, you know, as, as far away as you could possibly get from. Uh, you know, Mr. Toad's wild ride and the carousel of progress is the, uh, um, you know, the hunchy crawling over the thing with his skin hanging off of his, off his body <laughs> and um, luring people into to be killed by uh, by arm monsters in a lake on the on the path of path of hell up the mountain. Oh, hunchy! <laughs> we'll never have to read about you again. Uh, we get a little sense of her liking to create her weird words that only annoy. She says thanks to her dad for always calling to check up on me. You seem to have some six sensa for when I am stressed. Yeah. S-I-X-X, like Nikki Six. Yeah. Is uh, that, uh... Buster loves you. I assume she's talking about Arrested Development Buster there. I yes, don't know. That, that's, yeah, that was her intention there. Let's see, let's see if we can find a picture of Buster. Real, real time here. Tyra Banks, baby boy. Do I mean Tyra Banks' sister or Tyra Banks' poster? No. All right. I don't know if there's a. I don't know if there's any way we can find Buster. Oh well. We, so, well, there's a couple of things. Buster. Do you think that means son? Do you think it means dog? Or do you think it's a weird nickname for her? 
Oh, uh, yeah, I guess it could she's, be. That she's revealing, you know, just as a cute... <laughs> I used to call me Buster or something. <laughs> I, I guess that could be it. I mean, you know, so the little little wink and her and dad is clearly not reading these acknowledgments. So it's like, you know, you're a busy woman, Tyra. I'm trying to keep up with all your stuff, but this is a, this is a little too far here. You know, yes. if, if this wasn't dedicated to me in the beginning, I forget who it was dedicated to, but like, oh, mom and daddy for being absolutely okay. positively nothing like Mr. and Mrs. De La Creme. Um... Well, then we end with, I think we we knew this or we hinted at this, mm-hmm. the reveal of Seal yeah. or C- CL. Well, CL, yeah, because it means C- to, see, to see love. See love. Yeah. Uh, and that's her mom. The original CL, yep, is her the mother. The original CL. Who took her uh, author jacket picture. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I'm kind of a fan. Of, um, there's very few people in this book who I'm a fan of. <laughs> George Clooney would be one George of Clooney, them. O'Neill, and... Yeah, George Clooney, who I assume was the... When she'd look over at him, that was the model for uh, Decca or... What, what, oh, Robert? yeah, probably. Yeah. George must have just, like, you know, if he saw her writing model and she waves, he just, like, fires up the leaf blower or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he he uh, shakes off one of the two models on a, from his <laughs> arms and grabs the leaf blower. Um, so here's Mom. Uh, Thank you for taking your precious time to read every last word of that first thousand-page manuscript mm-hmm. and giving me the harsh, unfiltered truth. <laughs> How long was that meeting? Oh, my God. Unfiltered. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Now, page two. Oh, my God. We've been here an hour. <laughs> there was a Peanuts arc back in the day that I remember where uh, Lucy prepared a, a slideshow of all of Charlie Brown's faults. And, like, <laughs> they, like there was, like, you know, he, he just, like, has this shaken, ashen look. And it's like, oh, this is just the intermission when Linus asks him what's going on. So that must have been what that was like. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Uh, and that's uh, and that pretty much closes it out. Yeah, she calls. She says, "Long live the original CL." And uh, that's that's the model land acknowledgments. We get a little author bio and. Uh, whew. Oh, there's one thing I forgot. I didn't take it as a note, but now that I see it here, I remember is that uh, one of her mentors said you can't use the word supermodel. Oh yeah, yeah. And so she she cogitated on that for some time. Well eating a pound and a half of maple <laughs> rum. Yeah. And, and uh, she came up with Intoxabella. Yeah. It was a, I mean, uh, you have to just imagine it's being like, just you got to invent something we can trademark, you know? Like um, like the reason all those Amazon companies, uh, all those AliExpress brands have terrible names. Like you just got to do something that can be yours, even if it doesn't exist anywhere else and means nothing. So, right. um, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe like RuPaul had supermodel trademarked too. Oh, that that could be, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I that's mean, that's the that's the type of advice she was getting. Like, I don't know, Tyra. It's one in the morning. Quit waking me up. Just like think of another word for supermodel, okay? Like, please leave me alone. I heard uh, in a, uh, a recent documentary about the Who that uh, Pete Townsend brought the the whole rock opera to his a trusted friend who was sort of a roustabout. I don't think he was even in the business, and he's like, and at that point, Tommy was was a rock and roll star. And the guy goes, don't you think that's a little on the nose, mate? <laughs> it's like, come on, man. And he goes, what if, what if he's a pinball player? Because they like to play pinball together. And he goes, 
uh, okay. And he goes home and writes Pinball Wizard wow. that night. Good Lord. <laughs> the I... friend was just like, just, yeah, I'm trying to... <laughs> I'm trying to get drunk here. Get yeah, away from me. Yes. What if he's a pinball player? Yeah, that is. That's like, I don't know. Pinball wizard? Yeah. Looks around at what he's currently playing. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. But you're now, you're you're cheating on Rush documentaries with who documentaries? Yeah, it's the exact same thing. I'm not a fan of their music. In fact, I've never owned an album of either one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I saw a doc on them. And I'm like, these, these guys seem okay. They seem like they had a pretty... Uh, a pretty cool uh, relationship. They uh, uh, they didn't get into too much trouble that I know of, and uh, yeah, they seem to like each other. They weren't snapping at each other. They're like, yeah, they're That's still nice. working together. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was all very easy for them. So yeah, I like uh, I like Who documentaries and Rush documentaries, but neither band. All right. Well, I, I await the day that they release a, a a heartwarming documentary about MCR that we can uh, we can discuss yes. on here. Hoobastank. You're leading, yeah. You're leading the uh, the Oscar the Oscar charge for the the Hoobastank documentary. <laughs> oh man! Well, I think that closes the that closes the book here. I think so. There's no reason to talk about about the author. We we know about her already. Yeah. Uh, should we? I mean, we gotta so we gotta send these books to someone. So I guess uh, email three seventy two pages at gmail dot com with giveaway in the subject line, and we can sign and send these out to everybody. We will uh, drain the 372 pages of uh, coffers when we try to do the shipping on these books, but uh, (laughs) that's on us. We'll hire a a pack mule or something. Yeah. If it comes in a pallet that says Fragile on it, you'll know it's from us. (laughs) If you live in Crete, we're not sending it there. You enjoy your ocean views, (laughs) and we're not not paying that freight. We'll send it. Tyra can bring it when she she does her uh, quarterly uh, retreat there. Right. All right. Well, that's it. Yeah. All right. Goodbye, Model Land. Yeah. Good riddance, I'd say. And uh, thanks, Patreon people. Thanks, Patreon people. We'll be in touch. Something new coming soon. All right. So long. Bye.